K-Drama Podcast, where two friends recap and break down K-Dramas one episode at a time. We're back! Yay! After a week-long vacation. Yes. How was your vacation, Jill? It was good. Good. Yeah, I hugged all the animals and didn't want to come back. From the farm life? Farm life. Yeah, I really like the farm life. We actually volunteered two days, and one day we were, like, moving mountains of hay bales, like, Mm -hmm. this big. Having to, like, lift them. And then the next day we were painting a barn. Wow. Yeah. It was fun. But very exhausting. I bet. Yeah. I, uh... Oh, I... I trimmed trees, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> that you was still hard. feeling it? No, but I still have... Oh, no. Yeah, I have a baby, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Still left from... Yeah, like, I guess being an adult and taking care of trees mm-hmm. in my yard. Because I'm so a homeowner. House. Yeah. yeah. I know. I kept worrying because... Like, we're in Texas, and we had had some bad storms, like, the past couple mm-hmm. months, really, because, like, climate change and whatnot. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, like, a tree is going to blow over on my roof because I've been too lazy to trim my mm-hmm. damn trees because I'm a stupid homeowner. <laughs> and why did I want a yard with trees? I don't know. But that's All where that we are. shade. Yeah, need shade. Because mm-hmm. if not, our backyard has, like, no trees, and it's, like, a fucking sauna slash <laughs> oven yeah anyway enough tree talk yeah we're Let's here to talk about this. dramas yes so we're starting a new one mm-hmm. called search www i can know. try to read the korean again gom sek o i i'm like sounding <laughs> i'm sounding out like the korean like characters and the english together okay that sounds right to me. Okay. But I know nothing about Korean. Yeah. That's I know hasayo, but the Okay. Literally, it means search word www. This is taken from Wikipedia. <laughs> it is a South Korean television series starring Im Soo Jung, Lee Da Hee, Chon Hee Jin, Jang Ki Yong, Lee Jae Wook, and Ji Song Kyun. I like how you say Wook. Wook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it premiered on TVN on June 5th, 2019. So it is still on the air. Um, yeah, when I first got on Vicky, it had the little keys saying that it was locked for a few days. I was like, oh shit, am I even going to be able to watch? Uh-huh. But the first few episodes are unlocked. It was just the most recent that had the Yeah, lock. if you're not a per, like a premiere yeah, Vicky subscriber. Not. So they were locked. <laughs> but I still got to see what I needed to, so. That's good. All's good. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's kind of a darker series than what we're used mm-hmm. to. It, and not darker like horror or scary no. or murder or anything, but just like... Um, yeah, darker might not be the right word. It's more serious. Yeah, serious. I guess you could even say like maybe more realistic mm-hmm. in a way. Everything's not all happy and cutesy. Yeah, basically no cutesiness at all in this So far, drama. yeah, nothing. Um, it's, like, more mature, I guess we should say. Yeah, there have been some kind of funny haha moments, but yeah, nothing where you're like, oh my god, like, what a what fucking the- weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like, to me, I think one of the funniest moments, we'll, we'll get into it, was when the main character is, like, 
trying to commit suicide and yes. he stands on the bridge mm-hmm. and she's like, nope, fuck, that was this scary. Is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but. Um, it's like a darker humor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was highly requested, not highly. <laughs> a few people asked us to do this drama on Twitter as our next drama, so. We're doing it for y'all. We're doing it, and I was really excited to watch this, so I, like, put it on hold so we could talk, so Jill and I could talk about it, um, and, yeah, so I copied and pasted the really long synopsis from Mm -hmm. Vicky, but I don't think we should read all of that, and I guess we're not gonna really do synopses readings anymore, because the ones on Vicky are, like, the actual whole episode, (laughs) so. (laughs) That, like. Is the basis of our episode. Yeah. Our podcast episode. Exactly. So we're just going to, like, jump right into it. Cool. I'm cool with that. So, episode one. First off, you watch the drama, and there's, like, a very long theme song. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the theme song? Honestly, at first I thought it was an ad. Because, like, (laughs) the Vicky ads, and I was like, Uh oh, wait, no, this is actual show. And then Uh I saw, like, it was, like, you search, we search, Uh whatever. And I was like, okay. Kind of got stuck in my head uh-huh. as I was hearing it more. It's really Sorry. long. Wait, yeah, I know. And it's all in English, too. Yeah, I like the song, Which though. also was kind of surprising to me because I'm used to mostly Korean with little bits of English thrown uh-huh. in versus entirely English. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good song. Yeah, I I couldn't tell if I liked it because I had heard it a few times. <laughs> or I, But I it's, again, it kind of fits the mood of the show. Mm-hmm. Um. A little more serious. Serious, kind of sexy, mm-hmm. kind of intense. So yeah, I didn't hate it. Yeah. So, the drama starts at a monastery. It's, like, very pretty, serene-looking shots of, like, the nature mm-hmm. and the monks at this monastery. And then we see a monk pull out his cell phone, and he searches the fine dust levels, like, pollution, mm-hmm. basically, and we get a voiceover that says, people begin and end the day with a search. That's so true. Very true. That's so true. I search all the time. I know. Did it make you realize, like, how yeah, much you Google like, shit? I'm always Googling shit. Me too. And I'm like, how do I spell this word? I start to, like, type it in my phone so uh-huh. my phone can finish spelling it yeah. for me. And then I, like, obsessively, like, check the weather mm-hmm. and just check. I, like, Google fucking stuff like I want to buy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Google random person. Yes, Like exactly. someone from a show or band or something. I am like a notorious Googler of like, I want to, I, one or, okay. I'm a notorious Googler like, if I want to figure something out, like just in mm-hmm. casual conversation, like, oh, what's that person from? I'm like, on it. Yeah. But also I will Google things to prove myself right. Yes. Uh, Like Alex and I, got into a disagreement because he was saying that so this is spoilers for Stranger Things season mm-hmm. three. Not really, but there's a character skip ahead if you need to. Yeah. yeah Robin in mm-hmm. Stranger Things season three. Alex was saying that she's a year younger than Steve. And I was like, no, she's the same age as Steve. Mm-hmm. And we kept going back and forth and we've only watched that season once. So you know if you've only watched something once, like sometimes you miss Mm-hmm. certain things and I'm like when did she say she's a year younger like no they were in the same class together and then we started talking about like well you can be in the same class and not be in the same grade yeah. so we went down this rabbit hole and then I finally googled it and no she's younger right or is she the same she's the same age 
I thought she's still in school, though. That's what Alex said, but no, I think she, I think they're, they're the same age. He was just saying, like, if I was a good student like you were, I would have been in college. But I think she makes a comment, like, that she has no ambition, so that's, like, why she didn't go to college or something. But according to their wiki page, they were born in the same year. (laughs) Weird. I could have sworn there was a moment where she, like, they allude to the fact that she's still in school. I have no fucking clue. Yeah, but uh, I think Alex brought that up, too, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, well... We watch it. We gotta rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, maybe she was... Maybe she's in college, and that's the school they're referring to, and it's mm-hmm. the summer, so she she's just working a summer job. Maybe. I was like, yeah, maybe, but... Anyway, this, this yeah, is not the this, Stranger we, Things we, cast. <laughs> we've gone, like, way off topic. But still talking about Robin... Apparently, she's Uma Thurman's daughter. Yes, and Ethan Hawk. Yeah, Andrew brought that up. I was like, the Alex brought that up, too. I was like, must be nice to have fucking famous-ass parents to get you on Stranger Things. I know. Damn. She was good, though. I like. She was good, yeah. I like that character a lot. But I'm still just jealous, because... Segway, her being a lesbian in that show, Mm -hmm. there is some conversations about this drama maybe being, like, Mm. um... Not outright the characters being, like, lesbian or bi or anything. Mm-hmm. But people... I got hints of that. People are referring to it as, like, I guess, uh, like, gay baiting or mm-hmm. something. Like, oh, like, here's a taste. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, to appease people or just, like, someone who wants this, like, yeah, here you go. Yeah. But I was, yeah, definitely getting those vibes. And I guess we can keep going because yeah, there's a line that I want to get to. <laughs> okay. So, after people begin and end the day with the start, <laughs> we transfer to Seoul and we basically see all the different ways people use their phones, slash the internet, search engines, in like a very fast-paced way. Mm-hmm. We cut to the woman who is speaking through the voiceover and she explains how they take and analyze all of the searches to create real-time search lists and they store that information on the server. So we, like, pan back, I guess, or zoom out. And mm-hmm. she's on trial as a rep from Unicon. And side note, I could have sworn at one point the Vicky subtitle said Unicorn. I think they do sometimes. Yeah. Like, at first I thought it said Unicon, uni- Unicorn, and I was like, wait, no, there's no R there. And then later on I saw the R and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was very confused because I thought it was, like, Unicorn when I was reading about the drama, mm-hmm. I think, before I started watching it. And I was like, is it Unicon or Unicorn? <laughs> and, oh, this might be a spoiler, but I feel like someone in episode three or four calls it Unicorn. Hmm, that's funny. So, I don't know. That's not a big spoiler. No. It's an okay spoiler. Um, so anyway, Unicon slash Unicorn. <laughs> it appears that the search engine company was manipulating the real-time search results, mm-hmm. and a senator slash congressperson type guy is interrogating her. They debate for a bit, but she drops the bombshell that the real-time keyword rankings are fabricated at her company, and everyone goes crazy. Yeah, like the cameras start flashing. All yeah. It's like what yeah they're uploading to their own internet servers uh-huh. <laughs> news stories um we then flash back to six months prior 
and the main woman keeps track of which search engines the passengers on the subway are using. She gets into the elevator at her building, and a guy runs in. And apparently he's a new hire, and there's awkward conversation. She didn't realize he was hired, and she's like, oh, I was actually rooting for someone else. Yeah. It's, like, very fucking awkward. Yeah, she's super Um, cold. Yeah. And there's a pretty good line about how Tommy, who's the main character, Mm -hmm. Bay Tommy. Yeah. Um, uses the phrase significant other to be considerate since she didn't know if he was gay, street, or bi. Because she says, shouldn't you be with your significant other or some, something or else? Uh-huh. And he's like, why are you using such a formal, like, tone? Like, Yeah, he's like, that's so old-fashioned like, of everybody you. says girlfriend these days. She's like, well, I didn't know if you were straight, gay, or bi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> and then she kind of just walks away. And he, he gives this expression like he's kind of terrified of her. Yeah. Like she's real cold. Um, they go into a meeting together, and she's super intense. They have a discussion about how people use the internet, how it's important that they stay on top of their game, since it's so easy for people to change. And basically, it's Unicon and another company. Baro. Baro, thank you. I couldn't, I wasn't trying to pronounce it. Um, <clears throat> and Tommy gets called into her boss's office, and they debate about whether a term should be deleted off the ranked keyword list since a lot of the traffic came from a paid advertisement from their company. And that's where it kind of gets, like, weird and, like, tricky and confusing. And I was like, I wonder what kinds of conversations happen, like, in real search engine talk. I know. You know, like, what what do they control or censor? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's kind of crazy, like, when... There are, like, other things that they kind of explore mm-hmm. throughout the show. And you're like, I didn't fucking think about that. Yeah. And, like, how much the internet is or is not censored mm-hmm. for the general public. Or, like, what parts are censored and what parts aren't. Yeah. Who's deciding yeah. what is or isn't. Exactly. Interesting. Um, anyway, the boss decides to delete it. And Tommy agrees that it can be deleted. But she tells her boss that she put up a fight so that she won't start deleting things from the list without thinking. Um, and then we get the boss, who is Director Song. Mm-hmm. She's up on a roof terrace up there to smoke. And another woman comes out and asks about the fight with Tommy. And this woman is, like, rather intense. She's got, like, kind of slicked hair. Yeah. Very cold, like, zero expression. Yeah. She seems... She seems like a villain right away, yes, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, like, her demeanor, her styling, fucking everything about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asks how the fight went and if she deleted the keyword from the list because her mother-in-law told her to. And director Song tells her no, she got delete. She deleted it um, by following the rules. And the other woman asks if she thinks she's a villain, <laughs> even though she helps her. And director Song replies that she's a villain because she helps another villain. A lot of villain talk. Yeah, already. And I don't really like either of those two women. Like, from the fucking get-go. Yeah. It's... And it's kind of confusing because we're jumping right in and we're like... Who oh, are these people? Who are these people? What are their motivations? Who's mother-in-law? What? Yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah. A little confusing. Uh-huh. So, Dr. Song, or not doctor, director, (laughs) Song opens an envelope, and we see pictures of a man, her husband, with another woman. And she walks into a private room at a club and hands her husband another envelope, a separate envelope, uh, to give to his mother. And they're very cold towards each other. It's, like, pretty awkward. Yeah. And they're like, 
oh, this isn't what you think it is. Like, her husband doesn't say that, but, like, the guy that mm-hmm. he's with, I think it's, like, his cousin or something, like, they tried to play it off. a meeting. Yeah, but, like, clearly they're with, like, some escorts, mm-hmm. and they're, like, in a, those private rooms, like, drinking and stuff. And, like, she does not give a fuck. Yeah. It seems. So, again, they're cold. She leaves. Kind of like, um... A professional business marriage. Yeah. Versus a marriage out of love. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, cut back, and Tommy is talking to a girl from the coffee shop in the building. I like that girl. Yeah, I do too. She <laughs> has a lot of insights into the business, and Tommy seems to like her. Basically, the girl is like, I can't get hired anywhere. And Tommy is like, those people are stupid. I like <laughs> you. Uh, but she is, like, a very quick thinker, mm-hmm. I guess. And has, yeah, like, she's good ideas. tips about their search engine and uh-huh. what's, what's working, what's not. Yeah. So Tommy meets a woman at a Sam Gipsal restaurant, which is, like, where you grill mm. the meat, mm-hmm. pork. Um, they talk about how the woman lived abroad and plays piano, and they basically decide to become friends. And I like how... That would never happen to me. I know. I'd be like... Oh. <laughs> I would never speak to another person like that. I know. Like, if I went in asking for a meal and they were like, oh, we don't serve singles, we only serve two, I'm like, okay, I'll take the two. (laughs) (laughs) I'll sit there and I'll take the rest of it home. Yeah, I'll just eat two servings. Yeah, I wouldn't join another random person. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my awkward insecurities, like, not wanting to talk to people I don't really know. Yeah, I would, I feel like I would maybe join another person, but I would never invite someone Mm -hmm. to sit with me. But I like how Tommy realizes that she is from, like, another country Mm -hmm. or, like, she spent time abroad because she's, like, you asked questions, like, like, or she she said, like, you brought up, like, the weather and my shirt and things like that instead of, who are you? What's your name? from? Like, how much money do you make? Mm -hmm. Where do you live? Uh, She was, like, rude questions like that. Only Koreans ask questions (laughs) like that. I was, like, dang. That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, so they talk about the presidential race that's going on and who will win. And we then cut to a debate between the main candidates or whatever. So the subject of divorce and having an affair comes up between two of the candidates. Like, they're attacking each other Mm -hmm. at this debate. Sounds so familiar. I know. (laughs) The candidate accused of having an affair, Lee Wook-hyun, is trending on the company's search list. But then all keywords related to that disappear. Tommy realizes, okay, yeah. Tommy realizes this while she's like at the salon <laughs> and leaves the company, or no, and leaves the hairdressers like super freaked out with wet hair. She like runs into the company and no one knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells them not to answer the phone until they figure everything out because mm-hmm. like the phones start ringing off the hook. Everyone is like Everyone going in the crazy. Media has realized like, hey. Y'all have deleted these searches, like, the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of crazy, especially because a lot of... So, while the debate was going on, you could see, like, the different words, like, popping Mm -hmm. up on this list, and they were all related to him, basically. And suddenly it went to random shit. Yeah. nothing even having to do with a debate or any candidates. Yeah, totally. Not done well, really. No, we... Um, oh, yeah. Um, Tommy barges into Director Song's office and asks what's going on. Director Song tells her that they took it down because the affair could be libel and they need to protect the rights of citizens. 
Tommy calls her out because this is not an ordinary case, and it's two presidential candidates going at it. And it looks like the company is now taking sides in a presidential election, which is kind of fucked up. Um, a politician comes into the office and confronts them about the censorship and brings up how Director Song's in-laws are loosely involved with the person who is running for president. We Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all fucked up. Tommy stands up for Director Song and tells him that they didn't break any laws. They followed regulations. The congressman tells him that he will make it a case. Tommy tells Director Song that she shouldn't have deleted those keywords and she better be ready to clean up the mess that was made because that other guy's going to win and they're going to come for them. Mm-hmm. Shitty. Yeah. What a shitty position to be in. Yeah, totally. And what a stupid decision to make, too. Like, Yeah. To be so obvious. Yeah. your bias and deleting of things. Like, no one's going to fucking notice. I know. And it would be one thing if they were, like, kind of sneaky about it and they just, like, had that guy's name trending, maybe, mm-hmm. and, like, took out a fair. And, like, had maybe the other presidential candid- election or whatever. And, like, the other candidate's name and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, like... Things still relating to the campaigns and mm-hmm. the whole candidacy, but not just entirely getting rid of everything. So yeah. stupid. So we cut to an older woman who appears to be an artist, and she's sketching someone. Director Song is there, and they are discussing the keywords being deleted. The older woman doesn't think it's a big deal, and she's, like, really mean to mm-hmm. Director Song. Um, so we're kind of inferring that, like, this is the mother-in-law mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and she tells... Basically, Director Song is like, this is a big deal. Like, I did it, but... There's going to be a hearing and whatever, like, get ready, basically. Mm-hmm. And director, or the older woman is like, okay, well, you need to send someone else to the hearing because we can't have you go and I'm not going and the CEO's not going. So, like, get someone else to, like, take the fall for it, mm-hmm. basically. But she makes a comment about, like, you're not young anymore. Like, you're not young and pretty. Like, you don't. Like, you basically, you need to be smart because you're no longer young and pretty or something like that. I'm like, yeah, it's, dang. It's an interesting conversation because director song seems like an asshole uh-huh. and, like, villainy. But then when she's around the mother-in-law, she cowers. Yeah, totally. And she looks sad and scared and just, like, has nothing to say. Like, so conflicted. Yeah. Like, she's totally beaten down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, the candidate that was polling in second place, the one that accused the other guy of having an affair, ends up winning. Mm -hmm. We get a flashback to Tommy calling it, because for the last two weeks before the election, that candidate got more searches than the one who was actually polling ahead of him. Again, where have we (laughs) seen that? Yeah, Yeah, Uh, it's wild. Um, Tommy goes to an arcade and plays Tekken Ooh. and is super good at it. And I love how she's like, you can't beat me. Go yeah. home Go away. <laughs> to the first guy. Uh, but then a guy comes in and beats her and she's very confused by how he could beat her because she's like been on a winning streak mm-hmm. forever, it seems. Um, and they end up going out for drinks afterwards and they talk about the game and their work, how he's a composer. And there's this like very dreamy scene of her... Of them listening together um, to a song that he's working on, and it has, like, a lot of lens flares. (laughs) And it's just, like, again, a very kind of dreamy sequence. Yeah. 
Then we cut to them in bed together the next Uh-oh. morning. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the first one night stand, I think, we've yeah, actually seen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They wake up in bed together. Tommy freaks out when she wakes up. She, like, sneaks out of the hotel room and beats herself up saying she's 38. Basically, she's too old to be having one night stands. Like, mm-hmm. I think she says, I'm 38. I'm not a reckless 28-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a scene of her cleaning herself up and changing her look up so that it doesn't look like she didn't go home the night before. Yeah. And I feel like such an old person, but I'm like, she did that on a weeknight? (laughs) (laughs) She was out playing Tekken and having drinks on a weeknight? Yeah. Like, the amount of, like, times on a K-drama, like, you see people going out for drinks and Mm -hmm. getting, like, drunk, like, wasted on weeknights. I'm like... How are you going into work the next day? Yeah. Like, I, whenever I have a hangover, I'm like, Alex, get get me coconut water and tacos, please. (laughs) I can't. I can't today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Tommy gets called into Director Song's office. And, of course, Director Song and the company CEO, the woman from the rooftop that looks really villainy, Mm -hmm. they tell her that she will be the one to go to the hearing. Mm Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Tommy puts up a fight, but ultimately is told it's an order. It's not a choice. And the CEO tells her to go to the hearing and make sure the corruption doesn't come out. That's so shitty. I know. Someone who, like, didn't even take part in it. Yeah. And now suddenly has to be part of the cleanup and has to sit there and be interrogated. Like, ugh. I know. And, like... I really like how Tommy, like, sticks up for herself. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, she ultimately, like, goes. Yeah. But I don't know. To me, I feel like if I was in that situation, I would either just quit mm-hmm. or I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But she really stands up for herself. Yeah. A lot. Um, Tommy then gets drinks and dinner with the team leader. Team leader Troy, the guy from the elevator mm-hmm. that was a little scared of her. <laughs> and they discuss how unfair life is and her going to the hearing and how she wants to look strong on TV. She's talking about, like, what lipstick she should wear and everything. I kind of like their dynamic. Yeah, their little banter. Uh-huh. Um, we cut to the hearing again, and she admits that the company does manipulate the results. She points out how most searches are actually about sex and porn, so they delete those. She also throws the senator under the bus by telling everyone about his alleged past with soliciting sex with underage victims. And then we get a montage of her doing a whole bunch of research on him and basically connecting, like, all of his usernames and stuff mm-hmm. and phone numbers and everything. And she's just gathering all this dirt on him. It's kind of crazy, like, how she does it. Yeah. Kind of putting all the pieces together uh-huh. with this person. Um, he tells everyone that it's not true and it's a conspiracy. She tells them that she hopes it's not true, and we see all of the real-time search queries are now related to him and his underage prostitution versus, say, for instance, the hearing that's going on at the Mm -hmm. moment. Um, And as Tommy is walking out of the hearing, she gets into a random woman's car trying to play it cool, and she realizes this woman actually works for her competitor, Bottle, and ends up driving away with her. I loved that scene. Mm -hmm. She's like, you just get into random people's cars whenever... (laughs) She's like, I'm trying to play it cool. I can't just get into a cab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was kind of an intense scene, huh? When yeah. she's like, actually, you're a sex offender. Yeah. And everyone's like, what, 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 what? So 
I think it's interesting because I feel like she only half made her point. Mm-hmm. So basically it was like, look at how the internet can work. And no, it looks like you're a sex offender and maybe we should take it down, question mark. Like, that's the point maybe, she was trying to maybe make. Maybe you're right? not. Yeah. And maybe you are. We don't know. So but, should we keep it up there? Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it turned more into him. Yeah. And, oh, it's a conspiracy and y'all are attacking me because of all of this shit. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Director Song's office and the CEO is freaking out. And she thinks Tommy caused too much of a ruckus and ruined everything at the hearing. So basically, instead of just, like, trying to downplay mm-hmm. everything... She, How do you downplay it, though? I don't know. I don't know what they expected her to do. Because I kind of feel like she did a good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, she wasn't, like, a good witness. Like, she yeah. didn't a- answer the questions they were asking her. She totally, like, flipped the script and was like, instead of focusing on us, look at this yeah. guy. But um, in terms of, like, people not thinking about the keyword ranking scandal mm-hmm. like she got the public opinion off of that or whatever yeah, definitely so anyway i guess she was supposed to like just let it kind of float into oblivion like, meek and yeah i don't know um so director song tries to stick up for tommy saying that she technically followed orders like we were saying mm-hmm. but the ceo is afraid of what director song's mother-in-law will think then we see tommy and the woman from borrow excuse me, talking about the hearing in the car. Tommy gets frustrated because the woman keeps criticizing her for turning the tables on the hearing. And, like, she's she's definitely criticizing her, but she's not, like, being a total, like, mm-hmm. bitch about it. She's just, like, saying what she thinks freely, yeah. basically. Um, and that woman is played by Lee Dahi, who I really like. Uh, she's obviously, like, really pretty, mm-hmm. but she had, like, a kind of regular stint on Running Man for a while, mm-hmm. and she is, like, hilarious. It's funny. On Running Man. Yeah, I'll have to show you some of the episodes. Um, so Tommy gets out of the car, and she's like, you know what, just let me out, even though we're on the highway. <laughs> um, Insane. Yeah, and she gets out and walks to a place that has no cell service so she can avoid people's phone calls. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that Tommy had a one-night stand with sees her on TV. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, awkward. <laughs> um, the woman from... Baro does jujitsu mm-hmm. and is really good at it. She tells her trainer that her goal in life was to be a rich woman who is good, who's a good fighter, and she says that she needs to make a lot of money to pay settlements for all the guys she wants to beat up. <laughs> good goals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tommy briefly contemplates suicide, as we talked about earlier, I think, mm-hmm. um, but then she thankfully backs out when she's standing on the ledge and says, like, holy shit, that was fucking scary. Fuck <laughs> this, never mind. Uh-huh. Um, and then she has a line that says, now is a perfect time for an apocalypse. I think that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm just like, ah. Everything is shit. Yeah. She goes into work the next day, which is amazing. I wouldn't want to go into work the next day. No, I'd be like, I'm taking a sick day. <laughs> yeah, I'm out, guys. Um, she tries to pretend like nothing happened, but ends up hiding from her bosses, and everyone's obviously kind of making eyes at her mm-hmm. and whispering or whatever. Very awkward and uncomfortable. Team leader Choi tells her that the lipstick made her look strong, and she was a badass. Um, she decides to attend a video game meeting to hide from her bosses, who um, 
Troy told her, like, hey, they want to meet you. They mm-hmm. want to see you again, so go find them. And she ends up seeing the guy she had the one-night stand with, who is named Park Morgan, which is, like, a strange name. It's, yeah. It's, it's unusual compared to everyone else. Um, but I guess you find out he's he was born somewhere else, something or other. I think he went to high school in Australia. I think that's what he okay. says. But not, like, born there. No. Okay. But, yeah... I'm like, did your parents give you an American name? Yeah. Or are you just using, or not American, I guess, English. Yeah. Are you just using an English name? Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> Park Morgan. Morgan. Park Morgan. Um, but yeah, so she sees him at this meeting, and his song is being considered for the video game, and they're in, sorry, um, his song is being considered for the video game they're producing. And she embarrasses herself in front of him multiple times, but he's pretty cool about everything, um, considering how awkward she is. Yeah. <laughs> for being a 38-year-old. Uh-huh. And she ends up asking how old he is, and he just replies, I'm not a minor, which is awkward. I know. And I guess, like, considering news stories and everything with that yeah. guy, like, maybe intended to be a joke, but doesn't really come off as a joke. <laughs> not to her, anyway. Um, yeah, he's, he's an interesting character. Yeah. It cuts to scenes, like, where she's remembering things, too, Uh about her first meeting with him, and when she's talking to him, like, wow, that guy has, like, zero emotion. Okay. He looks awkward. Yeah. So, this guy, um, I don't really know how I feel about him in the drama yet. Mm -hmm. I feel nothing for him. Yeah, so. I want Min Min back. I know. <laughs> so this guy, he has been in two other dramas that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like in the previous dramas, he's played like a crazy person. Really? Yeah. So in the first one, I think it was Come and Hug Me. Um, yeah. He plays a person whose dad was a serial killer. And he became a cop and, like... Oh, I think you've told me about that one. Yeah, and it's really good, and he has to, like... I think he's kind of paranoid and may, like, have some, like, sociopathic tendencies because, like, his dad was, like, Mm -hmm. a sociopath serial killer. And so, like, he has these, like, flashes of, like... Weird shit. Yeah, weird stuff because... But it's really just against his dad, like... Mm -hmm. When, uh, when he's, like, trying to protect people, like, sometimes he, like, goes a little bit too far. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, that guy's kind of crazy. But Mm -hmm. he's also, like, very even-keeled. And then the second one, Kill It, he plays an assassin Hmm. who, again, is, like, very Mm even-keeled. But, like, obviously kills people and stuff. So it's weird seeing him just, like, as a cool guy. Also, like, very... Maybe he's a video game composer that also kills people. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe this drama will take a really big turn. Yeah, but I'm like... It's weird seeing him, yeah, just play a normal guy. But I agree, like... I feel like they do have some chemistry, but Mm -hmm. it's very, like... There's just moments, like, where she's talking and he's listening to her. But he doesn't seem to really be listening to her. Mm. Like, he's just staring at her and just... I don't know. He just has the same expression on his face. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably just being biased though, because again, he's not Min Min. 
<laughs> You're in love with Min Min now. <laughs> I really enjoyed Bong Soon and the Min Min connection there. Yeah. And he was just pretty to look at and dressed really nice. Yeah. I mean, this guy's not... He's not ugly. He's not a bad-looking dude. No. But, um, yeah, he's no Min Min or... What's his face? Yeah, I don't know. His or name. the other... Oh, the other guy? <laughs> Song Jun Ki or... What's the guy from Romance as a bonus book? Oh. Lee Jung Suk. I forget yeah. his character's name. Character's name... Unho. Unho, yeah. Because I kept saying Unho. <laughs> yep, we both did. Everyone, Unho. Everyone on this podcast did. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... I agree. And I've seen some stuff on Twitter. I think there is some debate as to whether or not, like, people like his character mm. in that storyline. Interesting. From my, from what I'm seeing, people are like, I don't care about the guy. Like, I want to see more of, like, the, the, story the women and, interacting yeah. with each other. Yeah. Hmm. So, moving on. Yes. Episode two. Yay. Um, you want to start this one? Sure. So episode two starts where one left off, as usual. Mm-hmm. Tommy bumps into Park Morgan and gets her lipstick on his shirt. I kind of like blew through the last part on episode one because like we go over it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, she like stumbles out of the bathroom, like bumps into him, gets her lipstick on his shirt, and he like charmingly, I guess, rub like rubs the smudged lipstick off her face. Um, it's still smudged, though. I know. I'm like, <laughs> it looked more smudged after he touched. I it. agree. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he purposely smudged it. I know. That's kind of what I thought the first time I saw it. I was like, wait, what just happened? And then watching it the second time, mm-hmm. I was like, I guess it was kind of smudged when he did it, but his big old thumb, like, just yeah. was, like, it just looks like he rubbed her like foundation off yeah. too. So there's just like a spot of like. On her red cheek area. Yeah, it's... Interesting. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Um, So she brings up how he's speaking informally to her, and he tells her that she told him he could last time. Um, And again, we're kind of getting, like, these flashbacks mm-hmm. from her, like, and them together that night, that they had their, like, drinks and affair thing. Um, he tells her that she's become famous since the last time they saw each other. And then she is like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and she sees, like, people from her company and she, like, scurries away. So then we could move. Yeah. That's, like, my go-to. <laughs> Just like, okay, bye. <laughs> uh, we cut to the barista that Tommy likes. And she's, like, being a sassy queen to some, mm-hmm. like, old entitled dudes. And I love her. Mm-hmm. She's, like, probably mm, my favorite character so far. Yeah, Or, like, same. second favorite, like maybe. Yeah. Uh, Tommy comes in and vents to her about Morgan. But Director Song finds her in the cafe and tells her to come to her office. Boo. Do you want to take over? Yeah. Okay. Um, we get a flashback and see how the two women used to be really close and worked with each other to set up regulations for their company and industry. Tommy gives her a birthday present, a cigarette holder ring. Looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy jokingly tells her to smoke a lot so she can hurry up and die so she can get promoted. <laughs> Dark humor. Yep. We cut back to present day and Dr. Song, or oh, I keep saying doctor, just like you. Yeah, I know. Director Song. Dr. Song was in Descendants, right? Mm-hmm. No, no. They were Dr. What was his name? Oh, yes. Dr. Yeah. Song, yeah. 
I'm just thinking of like the actors. Oh no, name I was, I was being actually that, song. I never remember anyone's actual names. Okay. I just remember characters. Yeah, Doctor Song. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Um. Anyway, um, we cut to present day, and Director Song tells Tommy to prepare for what is about to happen since she caused a scene at the hearing. Tommy defends herself by basically saying she did the best she could with a really shitty situation that everyone else seemed to put her in, mm-hmm. and how it's not fair that she had to take the fall for the company when KU Group, the parent company, obviously meddled with the results, and she was going to protect herself. Director Song says there will be disciplinary hearing, and Tommy should prepare for it. Yeah, I liked how Tommy, I think she has a line like, you may think I'm a nobody, but my life is precious to me, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, that is... Fuck your company. Yeah, like... I don't care if you think I'm nobody. I'm I'm somebody mm-hmm. to myself. So yeah, there's there's that one post that circulates online every now and then. That's like, when you die, your job's gonna be posted in like a week. So fuck your job. <laughs> like, don't worry about your job and how shitty it is and like stressing over it. You know, like it's just work. It's just work, and they might care about you, but in the end, like you are replaceable. Yeah. In a job position, you know, versus, like, you at home or, like, with your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. <sighs> anyway, Tommy runs into Morgan in the parking garage, and she ignores his call. And then we get a flashback of them exchanging numbers, and it's a really interesting scene. Yeah, everyone on Twitter loved this scene when the drama first came out. Um, it's where he lets her decide Mm, whether to call mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm. So basically they do the thing where like he puts his number, like he, he dials his number on her phone and then before pressing like call or whatever, Mm -hmm. he hands it back to her and says like, I put my number in like you, um, you can press call or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't press call. And she's like, why? And he was like, because that's your choice. Mm -hmm. Very modern. That's nice of him. It is nice. Um, back to present day, they talk about how much she remembers from that night, which is almost nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and whether she wants to pretend it didn't happen. Um, he doesn't think it was a mistake, and he admits that it's not something he normally does, and that they actually seem to like each other. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I feel conflicted, because I'm like, how drunk was she? Yeah, like... I don't know. She's 38. She probably knows how much is too much. Uh-huh. But she doesn't seem to remember anything. Like, everything's coming in flashes. Yeah. It's like, you don't remember exchanging phone numbers or standing in front of him, like, about to make out and shit. Yeah. It's weird. Obviously, he wasn't that drunk, no. I guess. I don't know. Put something in her drink. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's it's playing kind of weird. Yeah. But then again, I also think, like, maybe she didn't really... Maybe she, like, blocked it out mm-hmm. of her mind because she thought she wouldn't see him again. Yeah. So she was, like, not trying to remember yeah, everything even, that happened. <laughs> even when she was at that meeting with the music and she's uh-huh. like, I know this song. I'm like, bitch, of course you do. He played it for <laughs> you. <laughs> How did you forget? Yeah. Y'all had a whole conversation about this song. You put his dirty earbud in your ear. <laughs> did you forget? I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, I thought that was gross. Okay. 
I do I, too. I don't like that. Mm-mm. I would have like held it by my ear. <laughs> I don't know. Just I don't a, need your earwax in my ear. It's just a random person you just met. Yeah. Putting. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I will say, to be fair, I think it's been quite a few weeks since they've seen okay. each other because she slept with him before the hearing. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Fine, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I just thought of that timeline right now. Okay. <laughs> While we were talking about it, I was like, wait, how long ago did he play that song for mm-hmm. Because it was right after the president won the mm-hmm. election. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can assume, like, it was at least a few weeks yeah. after. <sighs> so anyway. <laughs> uh, they seem to like each other. We see Park Morgan go to his, like, home-slash-office place. He tells his friend-slash-employee that Unicon approved the music, and his friend sees the lipstick on Morgan's shirt. He thinks it's cool, <laughs> and they make a joke about how Morgan has hard packs. Okay. I know. <laughs> I feel like I didn't really do this drama justice with the way I wrote the notes. I was just kind of, like, no, trying to get them some down. Of the, some of the C's were just kind of like, okay. Yeah, and again, it's kind of, like, the jokes, I guess, or, like, funny scenes. It's kind of, like, you had to be there moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're hard to explain. But, anyway, it's funny. <laughs> the woman from Baro, Baro, Cha Hyun, and her super, like, disinterested slash chill boss mm-hmm. go in, uh, go to an industry discussion debate thing and go up against Tommy, and the two women end up they start debating, and then they end up just kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. And then Cha Hyun's boss has to, like, Break step in and is like, hey, let's debate and not, like, diss each other personally. Um, which I really like that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. He seems cool. Mm-hmm. So then Cha Hyun goes to a room where she gets to smash stuff with a baseball bat. And she seems to have some anger issues. Yeah. But honestly, that place looks awesome. Yeah, it was a very random scene. Like, I know she was angry. Mm-hmm. Like, where is the space that you're at? I know. I feel like we should open one of those in San Antonio. The anger room. Yeah. Just, like, get a bunch of garbage, uh-huh. old TVs and stuff, and, like, let people just... Beat them up. Beat them up with a baseball bat. Uh-huh. Like, that's how, that seems amazing. Yeah. A good way of letting everything out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> totally. Um... Cha Hyun's? I think so. Okay. Cha Hyun's <laughs> boss. You shouldn't trust me anymore. <laughs> and Baro tries to recruit Tommy since he is interested in getting an outsider's perspective for their business. And basically at this point, even though um, there's issues with Unicon, they're still beating Baro mm-hmm. and like whatever they're beating them in. Like I think users, users and yeah. searches and shit. Um, and so they're trying to figure out how they can fix that and become number one. Um, so he would like to get Tommy in there, um, and he was hoping she might want to change her scenery since stuff is crazy at Unicon. And ultimately she declines because she wants to be loyal to her company, even though she has a feeling that she's going to get reprimanded and downgraded and less pay and stuff. But she like flashes back to how she's been with that company her whole life. Mm-hmm. And then we see her interviewing at Unicon and how motivated she was to work for them. And they do a really cool transition of her in that same room, basically where 
everyone seems in love with her and her ideas mm-hmm. and they love what she's saying. It's a great meeting to today when she has her disciplinary meeting and suddenly it's like dark and dreary mm-hmm. and they end up firing her on the spot um, on bullshit rules and charges and Tommy puts up a fight but the CEO tells her that they are being considerate. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean you're being considerate? Like, you're yeah. not the police. You can't arrest her. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What, what more could you do? Have her killed? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, that woman probably would, honestly. <laughs> True. True. Um, so Tommy asked Director Song to help her in the hearing, and she ends up being extremely cold, mm-hmm. which also seems like that's obvious from this woman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to have a backbone. Yeah. She kind of just follows with whatever that other woman is saying or her mother-in-law. She can't really find her own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy says Director Song is no longer her role model and hands in a resignation letter like a badass. And I think the other woman, the CEO, tries to tell her something. And she's like, don't talk to me. Don't tell me what to do. Like, oh, I don't yeah. work for she's you anymore. Like, I think she tells her to sit back down yeah. so they can finish the whatever meeting and she's like what's left of the meeting yeah she's like i don't work for you anymore you can't tell me what to do insane again i feel like if it were me i'd be like okay yeah that's fine Uh, do i get severance because they're firing me (laughs) so shitty man i know they'd be like no we're being considerate caitlin and i'd be like (laughs) alex (laughs) go to the unemployment office Uh immediately Mm mm-hmm uh, then we see Director Song's mother-in-law, CEO Zhang, I guess. I think I said Dr. Song earlier. It's fine. I'm pretty sure I did. People know what we're talking God about. Damn it. <laughs> I I kept forgetting to write down her, like, actual name. So I just kept writing Director Song. Mm-hmm. But for three and four, I'll write down. Okay. I think it's, like, Ga Gu something. Yeah, Ga Gu. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'll write it down next time. Uh, so yeah, so the mother-in-law is, like, schmoozing and paying off politicians to try to cover everything up again, and so after she, like, talks to those old politician dudes, she goes into her house with, uh, Director Song, and, uh, again, she's, like, chastising her. And that being, woman's mean. And being really Fuck. mean. Yeah, she's, like, the scariest out of all of mm-hmm. them, by far. Like, she looks like she would just slap you for no reason. And uh, we see Director Song's husband just kind of, like, standing back and watching, but doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So, like, presumably that is that man's mother. Mm Mm-hmm. So, awkward. He's not going to tell his mom anything. I know. That guy looked, like, super, not, uh, what's the word, like, passive. Mm Mm-hmm. Tommy wakes up the next day and remembers she's unemployed. So... Yeah. What a way to start the day. (laughs) But also, like, live it up, girl. I know. You're off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's got a really nice fucking house. Yeah. Like, her place. All these people in these K-dramas have amazing houses, minus Donnie, who's going to be in a (laughs) shithole. Like, everyone else is a pretty good situation. Yeah. And I feel like maybe has decent savings. I don't know. Probably. I would imagine if you're, if you have enough to like afford a fancy place like that. So. Yeah. Take a couple days. Take a week. Take a month. You know? Mm-hmm. That'd be me at least. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm trying to think of every, cause yeah, the, 
the housing expenses in Seoul are very high from mm-hmm. what I hear, so she must have made good money. At- yeah, like a unicorn. Mulyan had a pretty small place in Descendants. Yeah. But that- it was still, like, cute. And he was a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I think that seems to be... Moyan's place seemed pretty typical because mm-hmm. the Airbnb that we stayed at in Seoul, it was, I guess, like a bigger place technically because mm-hmm. it was two bedroom, one bathroom. Um, and it was like pretty small. They're very like efficient with their mm-hmm. spacing. Um, like I've seen some vlogs on YouTube where the whole apartment is, like, the size of the room that we're in right now. Wow. They're like, okay, here is, like, my bathroom. And in their bathrooms, like, everything gets wet. hmm So, like, they don't have, like, a separate shower area. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, mm-hmm. the whole bathroom is the shower. Room. Yeah. So it's like, here's my bathroom, which is, like, the size of this closet. Wow. And then it's, like, bed, closet, kitchen, and that's it. It's like a tiny studio apartment. Yeah, pretty much. It's basically like the size of a dorm, Mm -hmm. but put a bathroom and a kitchen Mm -hmm. in your dorm. Wild. I know. But it's crazy. Like, they make stuff fit. Yeah. It reminds me of that episode of King of the Hill where they go to Japan. Do you remember that one? I don't, but... (laughs) They go to Japan and they go to their hotel room and they think their room is like the size of, like, the closet width uh-huh. to here, and there's just, like, little tiny sofas. Uh-huh. So they're trying to, like, cram and sleep on the sofas. It's Peggy, Hank, and Bobby. <laughs> uh-huh. And then at the end of the day, um, at the end of the episode when they're about to leave, someone's like, why are you in here? And they, like, open this, like, panel, and it's like, this beautiful space oh my didn't even know existed. <laughs> they were just complaining the whole time that oh they my had God. no room. <laughs> They actually had an entire, like, space. That's so hilarious. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Tommy wakes up, unemployed. Moving on. Shakyun <laughs> goes into the bottle offices and is upset that Unicon is still beating them. She confronts the CEO about it and pushes him while playing <laughs> VR. I thought that scene was really funny. Because yeah. he's, like, doing the VR where he's, like, walking on the edge of a building. Mm-hmm. And she, like... Is trying to talk to him, so she pushes him, and he, like, falls off the building or whatever, and he's like, ah, 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 like, stumbling around with his headset on. Um, that would probably make me nauseous. I know. I would, like, fall over and throw up. <laughs> he tells her uh, he wants to, oh, yeah, so basically he's, like, freaked out, but then he tells her that he wants to create a task force to figure out how they can improve. Uh, Tommy basically lounges around for a while and watches TV all day. Mm -hmm. I think for, like, a couple of days, it looks like. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Same. My ideal lifestyle. I got a lot of TV to catch up on, y'all. Same. And it looks like like Tommy did, too. Like... (laughs) Yeah, like, tell your friends about our podcast, and maybe Caitlin and I can just do this and then watch more TV all day long. More dramas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I have another drama for uh, the other drama corner. Later on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's lounging around. So then she's like, I gotta get out of the house, which I guess. Yeah, Uh, sure. She decides to hang out with the piano player from the Samgipsal restaurant and tells her about her situation and how she wants to learn piano. Hmm. Um, Park Morgan has another meeting at Unicon and ends up asking Director Song about Tommy, and he learns that she was fired. And not only that, but, like, he walks out... And there's a big thing that says, like, 
this is what's happening in our company. And it has her name, which is like, fire. fire. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Does everyone need to know? I know. Is that like... Did they do that in Romance as a Bonus Book too with Donnie? Because they also had a similar, like, I guess, bulletin-style, like, I don't TV remember. That would say, like, oh, this person's out of the office today, and, like... Yeah, I don't remember if it said fired. But obviously, like, the pu- the publishing company in Romance as a Bonus Book is way smaller than Unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, this is a huge fucking screen for everyone to see and walk up to. And, like, yeah. I don't know. Just seemed unnecessary. Uh, Korean people or people who are familiar with Korean workplaces, let us know if this is a common thing because that would stress me out so much Mm -hmm. if I worked for a company that just like broadcasted HR news. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that people... I mean, I guess it's better than rumors starting about what happened and stuff. It's just a straight up like, yeah, they were fired. Yeah. Instead of like... I'm like, hey, Caitlin, I'm not working at this place anymore. I decided it wasn't for me. Uh-huh. I can't lie to you. It's going to be like, Jillian was fucking fired, y'all. <laughs> Don't fall for her bullshit. She's lying. <laughs> Which is funny because she handed in her resignation letter. Yeah, but they're not going to say that. Exactly. Interesting. Anyway. Yes. So we see a flashback of Tommy and Morgan talking about her work and traveling. And... um Basically discussing, like, how you share secrets and you're more honest with people while backpacking and traveling because, you know, you'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. I've never really thought about that. Well, we don't really talk to strangers. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> I'll give a slight nod and, like, the hey. Hi. But not, like, conversations. Yeah. But I've never thought about, like, oh, I could probably tell this person anything and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I could do any stupid thing in front of this person, it wouldn't matter. Did you ever read or watch the movie Wild? Was it called Wild? The one with Reese Witherspoon, where she's like, I never saw the movie, I only read Mm -hmm. the book. But like, where the woman is hiking that uh, trail. I heard about it. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw it. I read the book. It's a good book. Um, But yeah, throughout that. book mm-hmm. she or story i guess she like meets these different people who are like hiking this trail i can't remember what it's called i keep sounds want- really familiar i keep wanting to call it tpc but that's like a road in san antonio <laughs> <laughs> but it's something like that it's like three letters like mm-hmm. that pacific something and yeah, like, she keeps running into these strangers, and, like, some people are hiking it because, like, they've gotten divorced, mm-hmm. and some people are hiking it because this, this, and that, and, like, all these strangers are, like, sharing these very intimate yeah. stories with each other, like, why they're doing this, like, uh-huh. major hike. I feel like I have seen that. That sounds really familiar. Didn't read the book. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, at this point, she decides to tell Morgan her secret which is that she wished director song wouldn't change. She wished that she wouldn't have changed mm-hmm. and that they could be close again. So that obviously gives us even more insight that there was a bigger friendship there that is not anymore. Yeah. So Morgan decides to call her and this is, we're back in present day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan decides to call her, and he finds her at a bar, restaurant, place, super drunk. Mm -hmm. And we learn that the restaurant employee ended up answering the phone when he called her and asked him to come get her. 
Tommy's being belligerent with Morgan when he tries to take care of her and, like, take her home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically tells him that she doesn't want to just, like, sleep around without any connection, that she's too old for that, and, like, it basically, she said that it just ends up making you feel more lonely mm-hmm. when you're done. And he tells her, like, I don't want that either, but then tells her, essentially, that he'll be her boy toy. <laughs> Which is kind of what the she was saying she didn't want. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's, I guess she was saying, like, I don't want to just, like, have sex and then people go home and, like, we don't have any sort of relationship, mm-hmm. which I guess some people do, but that mm-hmm. kind of just sounds like a sex worker, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but he's saying, like, we can flirt, like, we can go to dinner, I'll basically be your boyfriend, but without, like... You don't have to call me your boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, confusing. Um, (laughs) But she ends up hugging him, and she tells him she wants to depend on him since she's unemployed now. So she's still, like, really drunk, and she's just kind of word vomiting all of her thoughts onto him. Uh, He lets her sleep and sober up in his car while he watches from outside. Again, being, like, respectful of her space, Mm -hmm. which is good. Except for that one night when they had sex, which you yeah. can't really remember. Again, yeah, problematic it's, it's question mark. It's interesting that he remembers everything and she doesn't remember a thing. And it's like, yeah, maybe I, you should have taken her home. Yeah, I, I, I really want to know. I want to know what happened. Like, with, can she not remember because she was so drunk or can she not remember because she was like drunk and also she's older and also like. Senile. (laughs) Like, she wanted to forget, so she just, like, repressed all this stuff. I don't know. I don't... It's weird. I don't think you can, like, just repress all that and magically forget every single thing, you know? And have it come back in flashes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. Well, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) She wakes up and is very confused to be in his car. Mm Mm-hmm. He tells her what happened, but she becomes cold again now that she's sober. She walks home and sees director Song standing in front of her apartment building. She only came to give Tommy her resignation letter back since she was fired. Tommy asks how she could turn her back on her. And basically Tommy is like yelling at director Mm -hmm. Song at this point. Like she does not care anymore. I guess everything is like out now. So she's yeah. like, whatever. I'm just gonna fuck. Yeah, I'm just gonna yell at you. Um, so yeah, how could how could you turn your back on me? Whatever, blah blah blah. And she hoped that they could reconcile. I think Tommy thought like, oh, now that I don't work there anymore, like at least we, maybe we can still be friends, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but then director song is super cold again and just tells her to not criticize her she's kind of like don't judge me like i have my own shit going on Mm -hmm. like you i didn't criticize you you don't criticize me Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you didn't criticize her but you didn't stick up for her either like yeah just let her get fired you did nothing tommy sees morgan standing around the corner after this whole conversation happens and he has her weird little piano bag that at first I thought was his. I was like, what a strange little bag for him to be carrying. Like, I know you play piano, dude, but you don't have to announce it to everyone. But it turned out to be hers. Her little student bag. Yeah, and she's really embarrassed again because he heard that whole conversation mm-hmm. and her bag and stuff, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, Tommy finds out that Morgan packed some hangover medicine for her. And she thinks about how his secret was that he didn't want to be anonymous with her. Tommy goes to the prosecutor's office to give them info on how she found out that the senator was soliciting underage victims. And at that point, she runs into the said senator in the hallway, awkward. Mm -hmm. And he tries to give her shit, but she's got a really great comeback. That is, why is a sex offender talking to me? (laughs) So straightforward. Yes. Very good, though. Yes. And he's just really dumb about everything and calls her a greedy bitch. And then um, she has another awesome comeback about how she's allowed to be greedy and how her greed has no motivation other than her own desire and how he probably can't even imagine that. Yeah. She has great dialogue. Yeah. She's kind of no-nonsense. Yeah. He's just, like, such a classic, dumb, like, old, entitled Mm -hmm. man. I know everything. Yeah. I own everything. I I, deserve everything. Yeah. And I love how she's like, you probably think my greed – is motivated by my parents or by an Mm ex-husband or something. She's like, no, my greed is motivated by my own personal desires. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes. Um, She then calls the CEO of Baro and accepts the job and then walks into Unicon like a badass to get her stuff. She addresses her old team and tells them to work hard because she's going with the other team. And they know her best, so fucking try to beat me. Mm-hmm. Um, she also then recruits Leader Choi. He just basically invites himself. She's like, can anyone else come? Yeah. He's like, no, nope, it's me. And then she's like, gotta get one more person. And she picks up that really cool barista girl. And I like that girl. I know, Let's me too. I like that, this trio yes. of people. Yeah. Um, so then we see the CEO and Dr. Song talking about Tommy in the elevator and how their relationship has soured. So I guess it's kind of, like, well-known that Tommy and Dr. Song were, like, good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Song is told that Tommy posted something on the employee message board before (laughs) she left, and it is the code of ethics that she and Dr. Song made up years ago. So it's kind of like a remember you used to be this type of person like we Mm -hmm. work together like you've basically turned your back on everything you believe in Mm -hmm. essentially uh tommy joha which is the barista girl i think that's her name i I did not okay it was just something (laughs) i I think joha and team leader Choi. again i did not get his first name (laughs) because spoiler alert they're all going to get English names, and I'm yes, going to use... They, they mention that. I'm going to use their English names moving forward. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, team Leader Choi, walk into Baro, and it's super different from Unicon. It's kind of like Google meets yes. Apple. I thought of the Silicon Valley show immediately. Yes, yes. It's like people on fucking skateboards and getting free drinks and just yeah. snoozing. Was it kind of jarring to see, like, non-Korean people? Yes. Yeah. It's like, hey, there's a white person. Yeah, there's a black dude. What? (laughs) Who are y'all? Why are you here? Are y'all good actors or bad actors? Like, on Descendants. (laughs) There's an earthquake. (laughs) God. I'm going to meet that girl one day, and I'm going to feel really bad. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's, like, very modern, very Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cha Hyun runs into them in the elevator and is super confused as to why they're there. And Tommy is like, you'll find out later, which, like, really pisses off Cha Hyun, a.k.a. Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know, like, this woman already has an anger issue, <laughs> so she is, like, already steamed. Yeah. 
they meet the president, and he brings them to his office, Scarlet, a.k.a. Chahyun, um, and the guy she was with, his English name is Alex. Uh, they go into his office, and uh, the director slash president, whatever, Brian, explains <laughs> that they are now the new task force. And he is giving them a year to make Baro number one, and he makes Tommy the team leader. Scarlet fights and says she won't be part of the team, and then Brian, again the CEO, tells her that uh, the new idea that they need new ideas, and that is why he is putting Tommy in charge. Scarlet storms out, but the Baro employees aren't surprised because again, this is her. This is her. <laughs> Tommy goes after her, and they end up fighting a little more. But Tommy ultimately asks her to work with the team. Since she likes Scarlet and she appreciates how she'll tell it like it is and mm-hmm. won't, like, be intimidated to tell her mm-hmm. the truth. Um, they end up making a deal together that if Tommy can't make bottle number one in six months, she'll resign as team leader. Then, out of nowhere, as, like, they're kind of figuring things out and they're cool, director Song storms in out of nowhere and tries to slap Tommy. Scarlet stops her by grabbing her arm. She's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then she ends up slapping her at the end of it all. Um, Tommy tells director Song that she's glad her feelings can still be hurt, and she's glad she posted that on the message board. Director Song tells her to shut up, and Tommy says it's her turn to be uncomfortable. And that whole time, Scarlet is like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, I don't What's know if you happening. I don't know if you noticed, but when Scarlet grabs director Song's arm, she yells "Sunbae!" Yeah, meaning like she knows. Mm-hmm. So, this person. Yeah, so it's kind of like, ooh, how do y'all know each other? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. Crazy end of episode, right? Yeah, finally there was, like, some big action. Uh-huh. Like, there hasn't been much. And then at the end, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Cat fight. Yeah. Well, so. Interesting. What have you, how do you like this drama so far? I like it all right. I think okay. I need to watch a little more. Yeah. Get to know the characters a little bit better, especially since it's more of a serious Mm-hmm. drama, I think it's going to take a little bit more to fully get into it. Yeah. Like, getting to know these people better. Whereas, like, with Strong Girl, it's just action, action, action. Mm-hmm. Fun music, cute outfits, cute people. Yeah. And everything's just kind of, like, quickly coming together. Mm-hmm. It's more fast-paced. Um, yeah, this is definitely kind of seems like more of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt that way about romance as a bonus book, though, to be honest. Like, I was like, eh, okay. Mm -hmm. But they all win me over eventually, pretty (laughs) much. Um, I think what will be different from the previous three that we've seen Mm -hmm. is it kind of seems like the the main story is about the women. Yeah. And, like, the dude is just kind of a side piece. Yeah, versus a love story. Love triangle being the main focus, mm. so that is kind of refreshing. I yeah. mean, I did like it when, like, for a good stint on romance as a bonus book, I just wanted Donnie and Hayden to like be <laughs> the whole story. Yeah, <laughs> them being friends. Uh, but yeah, it is definitely different. I like it. So I've watched one other drama. Similar. I, this drama reminds me a lot of something in the rain, mm-hmm. um, which is another kind of like, I guess, more realistic kind of like darker, more mature. Like in that one, you also see people like mm-hmm. have sex, and 
people are, like, terrible, and <laughs> it's, I don't want to say it's hard to watch, but sometimes it's hard to watch in, like, certain scenes, and you're like, uh, this is depressing. <laughs> but I have high hopes for this drama. Cool. Also, because people have hyped it a lot on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I I think we need to- Trust their judgment. Yeah, we just have to go with the mindset, like, this, like, try not to compare it to- Yeah, like, definitely. Previous dramas. But yeah, I am very excited for fashion. What a good yes. segue. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, God! Uh, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I think the standout for me was Scarlett, mm-hmm. whose Korean name I can't think of. Cha Hyun, Cha Hyun. Um, yeah, she wore a lot of oversized blazers. Not like, belted. Not belted. <laughs> and they had, like, really cool stripes on the sides and mm-hmm. sleeves. And she paired them with just, like, jeans mm-hmm. and t-shirts. She thought it was a good look. She was my standout, I think. Yeah, she definitely looks the coolest, mm-hmm. I think, out of everybody. And I like her hair, too. Uh-huh. And, like, her eyebrow situation. She's got a good look over Yeah, her, her bright lipstick. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because kind of the, like, I guess, typical Korean look is kind of like the blurred lips and like kind of everything mm-hmm. very soft but both tommy mm-hmm. and scarlet both have very like strong mm-hmm. right yeah like they both have very bold lipstick scarlet has like the eyeliner mm-hmm. tommy it kind of looks like she very, wears very minimal makeup but just mm-hmm. like a bold lip which i think is interesting but to me that reads a little bit more like western mm-hmm. but not like american western maybe more like european i guess yeah because they're not, like, contouring and all that yeah. crap. But, that yeah. nonsense. But, yeah. I, too, like Scarlet. Um, I do like Tommy's power suits, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another drama that I watched. Oh, it was Her Private Life. Um, in that drama, the main character had, like, amazing suits in, like, every different color. Hmm. And I was like, I need to get a suit. I need to get a purple suit. I need to get a red <laughs> suit. I need to get... <laughs> Stripe suit? Yeah, not that I require, like, my job really requires suits that much. Just because. Yeah, they look great. And I'm like, I wonder how expensive all that stuff is. Did you ever watch the last season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No, I need to. This isn't really a big spoiler, but at one point, a character is, like, um, interviewing for a job, and everyone at this company wears, like, these really expensive suits, Mm -hmm. and... Like, one of the characters, like, tries to, like, buy one, and it's it's a whole thing. It's absurd. Yeah, but it's funny because, like, yeah, these suits are... Everyone looks great in these, like, different colored suits, mm-hmm. but they're, like, $10,000, basically. Are they, like, fucking RuPaul suits that he wears? Um, they're not that, like, in different prints, but they're, uh-huh. like, they're really um, well-tailored, mm-hmm. and they just are, like, in emerald green and fuchsia mm-hmm. and, like, a cobalt blue, like... Mm-hmm. Cool colors, but still, like, not, whatever, pinstriped yeah. or polka dot or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Power suits. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I also like Park Morgan's look. It's very minimal. Mm-hmm. You wore, like, a tan suit at one point that I yeah. thought looked nice. It kind of looked like Miami vice a little <laughs> yes, bit. Yes, I can see that. Because he had, like, his sleeves mm-hmm, pushed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, it's funny. But, yeah. It's, 
I like a, the minimal mm-hmm. guy look. It's kind of different from uh, Min Min. Mm-hmm. Best dressed. <laughs> yeah, but this is good in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. Well, there will be more moving forward, I'm sure. Yes. Yes, yes. Do you have any I love you moments? I love you. I love you. I will always love you. really i i i would like to note that i do like morgan Mm -hmm. i don't think he's a bad uh, he's not on fucking gooktube level (laughs) or what was the artist's name i didn't really like him either oh yeah Uh, i didn't hate him but i like him more than the artist from romance as a bonus book Uh i just think yeah part of me thinks like his character is supposed to be kind of understated. Mm-hmm. Like, he's supposed to be the cool guy, while Tommy is kind of, like, high-strung and yeah. like, very intense. So, but I like how, for the most part, he seems, like, respectful mm-hmm. and modern and, like, not pushy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I will say my I love you moment is when they first meet. <laughs> when he's, like, playing it cool when they, uh... Which when he beat Hihachi. Yeah, Hihachi, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's Jin, mm-hmm. right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Good game. Mm-hmm. I just smashed the buttons. Same. It's all I've ever done. Have you heard the story? I'm sure you probably have. Where you beat Andrew? Well, yeah, it was, like, a... It was, like, a tournament at Disney World. Yeah. I beat, like, yeah, I remember Andrew being pissed, apparently, according to stories, according to the legend. Yeah, I beat, like, literally, like, seven people in a row. Nice. So my arm was, like, all tired <laughs> from button smashing, and um, Andrew was the one who finally took me down the second time. Mm. But I will say I was fatigued mm-hmm, because... Mm-hmm. All the other matches. Yeah, because I was busy keep kicking other people's asses at Tuggin. <laughs> but anyway... No, I think that was just a lucky day. <laughs> so, yeah, do you have any I love you thoughts? At this point, I don't think I do. No standouts, anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's just episodes one and two, so. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. This isn't, like, romantic love. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I I like how the piano player seems like such a nice girl. Mm-hmm. Like, that might be a good relationship. Yeah. Her, a good friendship. Yeah, definitely. And I like Tommy with the barista. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of, like, cool female friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is good to see. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't all need to be about a guy. Yes, I guess. agreed. Uh, so should we take it to other drama corner? Sure. Okay. I am watching The Secret Life of My Secretary. I was very... Uh, not, I don't want to say I was hesitant to watch it, but again, I basically just started watching it because I saw a bunch of people on Twitter talking about Mm -hmm. it. And at first I was like, this one? (laughs) Because it, (laughs) because it's kind of like the opposite of this drama almost. Mm -hmm. Like the can't, okay, so this drama is shot like very artistically, I think. Like the shots are really pretty Uh and it almost seems like 
like when it's romantic, it's very dreamy, but when it's intense, like the shot looks very mm-hmm. intense. Whereas this one, it's kind of like almost soft focus. Like yeah. everything is the characters are like kind of quirky and whatever. But the main premise is there's a secretary who is actually the lead girl in Come and Hug Me, hmm. opposite of Park Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget her real name. So she plays this lead secretary who is, like, a super hard worker and basically has to provide for her family because, like, her parents died when she was young. Blah, blah, blah. But she's, like, kind of frumpy. Like, think the beginning of Princess Diaries. Like, Mm -hmm. super frizzy hair. And, like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't really dress up for work because she has to run around for her boss. Mm -hmm. And, like, the other secretaries call her a gopher because she's always, like, running around (laughs) and doing things for her boss. So she... Her boss has had some brain issues in the Mm -hmm. past. Something happens, and basically he gets more brain damage, and he, like, has facial blindness. Hmm. Have you heard of facial Mm -hmm. blindness? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so he originally fired her because he had a thing, like, I only keep my secretaries for a year Mm -hmm. as a rule, so, like, they can't get too close to him or learn too much about Uh him and stuff. But he is the only. She is the only person he can recognize. Hmm. So he. Ha- so she has to come back so she can like stay by his side uh-huh. so she can tell him like who everybody is. Mm-hmm. And so from there, stuff unfolds. Mm-hmm. It's really good though. I'm like I have found myself being like I need to watch another one. I need to- <laughs> and this one is weird because it's um it's a thirty minute drama. Oh really? So there's thirty two episodes. Huh. But um, I always wonder, like, why don't you just make it an hour? Because I think what they do, again, correct me if I'm wrong, is they just show, like, for instance, one and two right after each other. Mm-hmm. So just put it together. Yeah. Make it easy on everyone. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, I think I'm on episode, like, 13, maybe. So almost halfway there. I'm almost halfway there, but yeah, it's it's very classic K drama in that there's kind of like a love tri- triangle slash whatever we decided uh-huh. rhombus love rhombus, <laughs> and there's a there's a crime element like mm-hmm. who is this crime person and the police and families and rich people and poor people. It's it's brain got everything. Injuries. Brain injury. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot. It's basically the opposite of this one, where basically we're just watching women try to have careers. Yeah. Women trying to have it all. <laughs> and this girl basically letting herself be a gopher <laughs> for her handsome rich boss. But I really like it so Cute. far. Yeah. So, is there anything else we want to mm. talk about? I don't think so. Okay. Did we miss anything? I don't think so either. <laughs> um, if you have any other dramas you think we should watch, let us know. Or any words on this drama. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, let us know what you think. I'd be, like, happy to read some tweets or emails mm-hmm, or, like, mm-hmm. Instagram messages because... We technically watched Romance as a Bonus Book as it was airing, kind mm-hmm. of, but we were, like, at the tail end of it, which I guess we're technically at the tail end of this one, yeah. too. 
But, yeah. Like, if you have any questions, not that, like, about the plot, but just, like, <laughs> what you'd like us to answer perspective-wise, or if you have any comments, like, we'd love to hear them, because this one seems very different from other dramas that like, we've watched for the mm-hmm. podcast so far. Definitely. So, yeah, so we're on Twitter, at OKDramaPod, mm-hmm. Instagram, at OKDramaPodcast, Facebook, OKDramaPodcast, email, okdramapodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. That's super helpful. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your wife. Tell your, your cat. <laughs> your pups. Uh-huh. Tell your enemies. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, maybe more people can listen to us and mm-hmm. we can have some more conversations about K-dramas. Uh, what else? I guess that's it. I think so. Yeah. So we will see you guys next week for Mm -hmm. episodes three and four. Yes. And yeah. All right. (laughs) You can tell we've taken a week off. Yeah. Don't know how to end it now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.